0: G'day, you wonderful human. It's Maddie C here. We love that you make time to fit us at the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show into your day, and we want to help even more fantasy football players, no matter where you're from. To do this, we need your help. If you can tell just one person this week about our show and share where you listen to us, we'd be really appreciative of the support. Testimony from you who already join us and are part of our team really does help us reach new people. Also, giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app helps more people find the show, and it's more effective than you'd think. It's free, costs nothing, and takes just a moment of your time. We'd really love if you could help us so we can keep helping more people. Now, we ain't here for a haircut. Let's get into it. This is
1: the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. When the Kiwis lost the uh, Rugby World Cup, I think they just got banished from the earth. I don't even think they're a country anymore.
0: No. The South Africans (laughs) are loosening though. They're all in it. They're all about this life, guys. All about this life. Aussie? Uh, Trubisky versus the New England Patriots on Thursday night. Or Uh. or Bethard. I'm taking death. Oh my God, I'm I'm going to take death.
1: NFL. He doesn't have Browns, he has Cincinnati. No, we just played Cincinnati yesterday, mate. Oh, I'm retarded.
0: Fantasy.
1: Zach Wilson is looking like a king. It it is just an absolute clusterfuck they have there at the Jets at the moment. Yeah, I dropped him in my league, so that was awesome. Now, get him in here, I want to buff him. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I didn't even pay him to say that. Just drop those beers off at the door, Tay.
0: For the Aussie Gridiron Network, this... Is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. And, mate, I hope you have had your week-bix because we've got a massive, massive show for the first week of the Fantasy Playoffs. It is week 15, and every league under the sun is in playoff mode now. Uh, mate, we are welcoming back only the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show's favourite brother, the voice of Australian Gridiron, who's been missing for a couple of weeks. A lot going on at the Pink Palace, but we are so pleased to welcome back my brother man john melly welcome back man yeah
2: i'm I'll back, you. I'll I'll you. back you boys. yeah we're back um yeah as you guys can hear i'm slowly dying right now I'm just have a very bad <laughs> he's half back excuse me he's yeah, halfway no, back excuse me halfway back you know they had to wear me out tonight otherwise i was i was in danger of you know losing my, my starts of the week chances once again. But, you know, they have to wheel me back just for the last couple of weeks of starts of the week, just so I could a make up for all the lost time. But uh, in the end, you know, yeah, just a few things here and there have been happening, including COVID this week. It's just been, been a mess. But I'm glad to be back, boys, back where I belong. You know, fantasy, even though I hate fantasy right now. I really hate this game. I am still I'm just glad I get to talk about it with you boys for once again.
0: Man, it's not all bad. You and I have we've swapped hey. places because we've we're in the Astros playoffs. And my brother over here is not for the first yeah. time in a couple of years. Gotta make sure we don't bury the lead here. It's only Australia's best fantasy analyst in, in the playoffs in every other league in the world except for the Astros. Uh it's Taylor Goodall. Mate, welcome.
1: Thanks, mate. i might have to build fucking Noah's Ark at the moment. I feel like I'm just swimming in water. The sky's lit oh. like a blunt. But uh, look, <laughs> happy to be here. Uh, let, let's just uh, hope I'm here by the end of it.
0: Fucking hell. So it's a bit wild up in Fig Tree, mate, by the way. Yeah, who'd have
1: thought? Fig Tree's normally <laughs> just so normal.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm led to believe nothing happens in Fig Tree, mate. No, not at all. Well, in, in 45 minutes, Bert. Yeah, hundred percent. But mate, um, without um, bearing the lead, but also without belabouring the point, rough season in the uh, in the Astros because we had so many teams. We were eight teams all spread by one win, and with the way it all shook out, the uh, the the streak that you had of being in the playoffs four or five years in a row sadly has come to an end. But mate, a two time defending champion that's that's an incredible effort in a sixteen team league. So um, you go out with all sorts of plaudits, mate, and we're going to try and do you proud.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that, you know, if you're going to have a league that you don't make it in, it may as well be one you've won the last two in uh, because yeah. there's sometimes you're kind of like, well, uh, there's some leagues that I would really like like to win this year because I obviously, obviously haven't been able to sort of scale them out in the last few years. So, uh, look, I- I'm really happy for you guys. It's a massive turnaround um, after what you guys went through last year uh i'm really really you know happy for everyone that made it My, I, i've been saying on this podcast for weeks that my team is just a zombie ready to be well ready to be killed makes no sense if i'm a zombie but it's it's ready to fucking have it's a vampire ready to have a fucking stake stuck in its heart put it that way yeah okay, it just uh it. was so, it was just meandering its way through and i was able to have one really good week against you guys but Every other week, it's like I've either got a bunch of running backs questionable or I've basically just got a, a dead body next to fucking Tyreek yep. Hill at, in wide receiver. It just it never really felt like things went. And then when I lost Burrow, that sort of spelled the end for me because it was really, really hard to find anyone on waivers. And I'd obviously already traded Tua to, um, to try and get David Montgomery because I didn't understand why I'd have two quarterbacks sitting there. So it was just... It just never really got going for me this year, and look in the end, it's probably not a bad thing just to focus on other leagues because I don't think I would have made a lot of noise in the
0: finals anyway. Mate, started out hot, and of the first six weeks, had sort of four we not just above average, but really strong scores, and then it kind of just got patchy, and you were trying to make it happen with um, with bits and bobs. So look, a, a strong effort to go out and get eight and six. It's not like our record was any better. We just had a few more points, and yep. after, man, you and I, we were second seed a lot of the year, which was so great. And then on the last week, we go from second seed to fifth. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a bit of a tough bill oh, to swallow. Man. But, mate, we're, we're yeah, there. We're, awesome. This is the first time since I don't even remember when that I've been in the playoffs. And, and it's your debut, mate.
2: Yeah. I reckon, man, I'm, I'm really glad, though, this week, you know, despite my very heartbreaking loss that I post about Instagram, I'm going to talk about later on, that making the Astro League playoffs my second season, pretty happy with that. I think our team got pretty unlucky towards the end of the season. I think we're a lot better than what we say, like yeah. what our record is saying. It's a lot better than, you know, the seeding we were given. Yeah. I think, you know, it, you know, I've just got to say, like, I, I, I just don't think we can be counted out just yet, Matty. I think nope. that, you know, our team, best four, points four in the entire league. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that.
0: Mate, I think the things that are strong for us is even through that period where we went one and five after the big start, we were still scoring well above average over that stretch. So it's just, you know, the week we played, Adam scored 144 against us, Scuba scored 142. The week Taylor scored 117. We still score 106. It's a league where 100 is your average score and 110 wins over 80% of the time. So, like, yeah. we're averaging 106 through that stretch and we look pretty good. Over the course of the season, we average 115. So, our, our team's actually pretty strong. It's just, um, mate, I, I like the part that we've fallen on. We're on the side of the draw now where we get to play the fourth placed team in seeding, which is the winner of like the fourth division winner. So in some ways, it's kind of like the easiest division winner in some ways uh, in terms of what their record over the season was. But then also the number one seed has been number one seed since week two. And he has had bugger all chance to improve his team because of always having such poor waiver priority. And in the last few weeks, his team is averaging well under 100. So in a lot of ways, we've kind of landed a spot where we should feel pretty good. And and I do. I'd rather be on this side of the draw than the other side where the teams have been building form are going to have to eat each other. 100%.
2: Honestly, I mean, we're we're cooking with some of our waiver-wide pickups as well, getting Justin Fields this week. I think think that was a very good move there, Maddie. I know we're carrying three QBs on the roster now, but, you know, having all three of Ross, Fields, and Stafford, I think that's a pretty good mix to choose from this week and going forward. And it's about keep away
0: as well. It's a little bit about keep away. That's it. Don't let anyone who
2: doesn't have like a good QB to to get out there and get a good QB. I I totally get the strategy, Maddie. Honestly, <laughs> I'm on board with it. I know it's a big QB heavy, especially with four benches, and you don't get you use two benches on a QB on QBs. That's yeah. that's a lot. But honestly, actually, I, I don't <laughs> mind it.
0: But the best guys available (laughs) at the moment are Trubisky, Flacco, Levis. So, I mean, like you can't just leave a Russ or a Stafford or a a Field sitting there. So, that's kind of what that is too. It makes a a dilemma for who do you start without killing yourself if one guy scores more than the others. But you just can't leave a guy like any of those three there when the next best guy is Trubisky or Flacco. You know what I mean? You you just got to leave everyone with the cupboard as bare as you can.
2: Yeah. I love having JSN there as well. I mean, he has been kind of underwhelming, but he's only a rookie. And I think... You know, he could have a couple of boom games here and there in the playoffs that could really help us out, especially against Philly this week. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm quietly liking our chances coming up this week. I'm yeah. not sure not sure if NFL.com likes our chances so much. Ooh! I mean, projected We projected
0: 118 and so is Joel, but we've been averaging like, 118 lately and he hasn't.
2: Yeah, it's like he's he's if only like you a had, point. if only
1: if you had an analyst on here that's uh, proven himself to pick every single Astro Finals game,
0: almost two years in a row. Oh, yeah, almost. Oh, what if okay. you drop one? Is that it? You've just dropped one.
1: I dropped I dropped one in two years, and it was because I picked against myself.
0: <laughs> that's right. Don't
2: pick against yourself.
0: Reverse juice. Can't
2: yeah. <sighs> do it. You're reverse juice. All right. So I think you know. It, who it dropped JSN, who by the way? Anyone
0: know? Who dropped JSN? <laughs> who dropped JSN? <laughs> who dropped JSN? That like, who, like, it didn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm glad you did because um, it meant that we got to swoop in hot. Hey, um. Who shot was... JR? Who dropped
2: JSN? <laughs>
0: yeah, who yeah. shot JR? <laughs> it's a whole <laughs> lot of who shot John. Um, this is the first week for a while we're going to get to do this, but I am going to stoke up the pastry song. And we're going to go hit oh, the yeah. week 14 pastry performers. Can't believe this is happening to me. And you guys. I can't believe this is happening. That's the cobwebs off toast. that thing. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet and fresh, That's man. Spider shit all over
1: it. They're so sweet and fresh. Really? Yeah. Thanks for calling pastries. <laughs> Thanks for calling pastries. Pastries, pastries. I got all my pastries. Pastries, pastries. We get while they hot. We get a hats. hot. We get a hats. hot. I got all my pastries and I got a Mali hot.
2: Yeah, you know, clean up that shit. We're playing that shit now.
0: We're playing that shit. Man, John, it has been too long since we've done pastry performers. And, and, I mean, plenty of good reasons why there's been a lot going on. But, mate, with the week 12 and 13, we know that, um, you know, those have been able to be picked up elsewhere. And we're going to focus on what happened last week and just keep the fantasy ball rolling for everybody. Where do you want to start? Because this week just gone was, it was nuts. It, uh, my, we'll get into it, but I tried tipping this week. And I just couldn't fucking pick anything. This week was a disaster in terms of trying to predict oh, stuff. Yeah. Where, where are you given the the hindsight awards? I, I just, I don't know how you could have picked any of this. Speak for yourself. Oh, man. Yeah, look, we'll start off <laughs> the rookie Because Taylor got on. like eight right this week. So, you know, awesome. <laughs> <I'm that> dominant. Dominant. <laughs>
2: yeah Matt, you know maddie taylor's like the best at everything so he is. eventually he's getting like a ton of pastries covered to his mansion oh. pretty much. i needed them fading away <laughs> yeah at the moment though we're going to give some uh, some pastries across the board Starting off the rookie page performer of the week yes and usually we give it to an offensive guy or a defensive guy this week i've got special in terms of special teams i'm going to give it to dallas kicker brandon aubrey who made four field goals for four attempts, three extra points out of three. He was just absolutely incredible. I mean, I know this is this is very interesting giving it to a kicker, but I think what he was doing is in 60 yards and fifty nine yarders. He hasn't missed a kick all year. I think, you know, give special teams some love for once. I mean, this whole week, especially some people, myself included. You know, had matchups decided by special teams and kickers. So, yeah, I think Brandon Aubrey 100% shows the kickers are still important in the NFL.
0: Hey, uh, you love a good kicker, mate. I've seen you do trades with kickers and defenses in them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me, mate. Love a good nine to uh, nine-player trade. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with Manjo. He was absolutely ridiculous. He he honestly looked like he could have kicked him from 75. Like, he, <laughs> then, like he, he honestly just, like, looked like he was just like, ah oh, 60, meh. Just, like, waltzed his way up in his dancing shoes and just, like, nudged it over. Like, they were going over by a mile. Like, he was huh. literally kicking from the car park, like, and and, and never looked like missing. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's doing great. Well, he's got a ridiculous record in field goals. Like, it's looks unbelievable.
0: Imagine what he's going to do if he ever plays in Denver. Yeah, exactly. That shit will <laughs> sail. Well, Aubrey's lining up for an 81-yard field goal. He <laughs> was be kicking him in pregame out.
1: and it was making him from 83. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> send him to fucking play the spring box. Like, he's going
0: to hit it from about 200. <laughs> <laughs> just doing the Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah. Just uh, anytime you get a penalty, anywhere near the halfway, just send him out. Fuck it. Send him out. Whatever. Bloody um up. Unbelievable. Man, John, I love the pick.
2: Yeah, fuck it. Kickers kickers are people too, you know, like what I say. I mean, look, Mitch Wisnowski, my boy. Obviously, he won the Aussie Page performer every time I do it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I haven't you know, you know, I haven't given that award in a while, but yeah. I think Mitch, you know, just just wanted to say his fake punt, which came back due to a penalty. Still was just very impressive. I mean kickers and punters this week. I don't know what they were on, but they were on some good shit this week, honestly. So I was pretty pretty excited to see them go out and ball out there. So shout out special teams out there, except for you dolphins, but shout out special teams there. Yeah, fucking the so dolphins. dolphins defense, not the special teams, which yeah, I should just mention it. You know, my shit sandwich award of the week. Has to go yes. to myself. For having the worst fantasy football bad beat that I've ever had, oh man! So what happened essentially? And I posted about this on IG the other day. So I'm playing the 100K shotgun league. You know, I'm I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna win. Go get in, you know. So I have the Dolphins defense. I'm down 12.1 points coming in, and that point one is very important to this story. Okay. Uh uh-huh. So. I'm down (laughs) 12.1 points going into m and then Will Levis throws like the easiest touchdown to a defender I've ever seen. Zach Seidel. (laughs) He just like returns it for like five yards. The big guy just like goes out. I'm like, yes, yes, let's go. That's exactly the start I need. So my team, like the Dolphins got straight up to 18. And then what happens is like Will Levis, he starts getting hot here and there. He's chipping away at these points. I'm like, Oh my god, no, 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 no. So my team goes down to about thirteen or so points, I think it was. I was actually I think I was yeah, I was down to like thirteen points when the dolphins they got back to the fumbles. I'm like, all right, that's good. So now I'm up to 17 points. I'm up 4.9. And then the Dolphins are up in the game. 14 points of under three minutes left. And then Will Levis just leads two touchdown drives. So the first yeah, touchdown buddy. moves me down to freaking thirteen points. I lost three points of that one touchdown and the two pointer. It was a two pointer that actually like fucked me really, yeah. really. That two pointer like got me into the next scoring range. So I had to. So I lost all my points allowed bonuses. And then on that last touchdown by Derrick Henry. I went down to 12 points and I lost by 0. 0.1. Oh, my God. The amount of pain I've gone through the last couple of days thinking about Cue that. Keep the
0: sad music. That the tiniest hard. violin I mean, in the world is playing in the background.
2: Honestly, though, oh. like, Justin Herbert got injured, you know, like, he was a massive part. This is a one-player per position league. So, he got injured. Mark Evans did shit. And, you know, McManus, he should have done a bit more in terms of kicking. Speaking of kickers, there... But yeah, you know, Hawkinson, Montgomery, and Dolphins defense—I couldn't believe it. The Dolphins defense was my highest score play of the week, and yet they still cost me my game. That was the hardest bit. Whoa, man. That's that's I Couldn't that's believe what it. That is. that is definitely shit sandwich worthy. Can I? Oh, can I no.
1: add a? Can I add a nominee for the shit sandwich? Go for it. Making my fucking eyes bleed. The Vikings versus Raiders. That was oh, that, the worst that, that was thing ass. I've ever seen. Like it was so bad because it wasn't good defense. Like it was just like ineptitude. Like they could not do anything. Like in either quarterback, either offense, it was the it was deplorable. Like it was the worst thing I have ever seen. Like and it felt oh, like Minnesota's O line was just made of fucking paper. Like it, it just felt like everyone was on Dobbs the entire game and and he was horrendous himself but it just felt like every single time he stepped back he was he was pressured by three guys like it was it was just such a bad game i i know it's obvious with the 3-0 but my goodness was that a bucket
0: of dicks there were higher scoring soccer games through the week by the way is the matildas yeah, I- got smoked 5-0 by canada but you know <laughs> Uh, yeah. man, that, it was a lot like watching like Grand Rapids State versus Middle Eastern Tennessee Directional or something. It's like, oh, my God, what, what the fuck am I even watching?
1: <laughs> yeah, chuck a, chuck a little bit of fucking the um, dog shit cake into that uh, pastry, thanks, man. And send it to those wankers that played in that game.
2: Yeah, that that game is the first 3-0 game since 2007. There has not been a low-scoring game in the NFL in that time. So that was a low-scoring game in 16 years, man. It's before I, you were born. I, I, and, and let me be honest, all right? <laughs> yeah, maybe before my time there, Matty. You are right. <laughs> so that, Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh-Miami game was played in the absolute shittest mudstorm of all yeah. time. Like, the ball would just, like, you punt the ball and it would just stick into cool. the ground. Literally, like it b- it bounces and stuck into the ground. Yeah. These guys are playing a fucking indoor weather, man. Like this is perfect degrees. You know th- they got like the feel done.
0: Yeah. Do you reckon maybe the air conditioner was up a bit high? Do you reckon it's that's what it hot was? Hot. It was just it was a bit. It was on a bit high, and instead of it being a nice afternoon, everyone was a bit nippy, and it was a- everyone was feeling the pinch. Oh man, yeah. Did someone
2: let off a fire like- in there or something. Right. I, I just can't believe it, man. Like, you play indoors and you, you put up shit like this. Free nothing. I reckon both teams should be kicked out of the league at this point. Minnesota drove down the second time and oh. they decided to punt it away. That was the funniest shit. They just wanted to preserve the 3-0. And we're like, yeah, we're not going to let it become 6-0 at this We're going to preserve gonna
0: like, like, the 3-0. Isn't that the dumbest thing you've ever heard yourself say oh my god but it's so true oh
2: man like the surrender index i don't know how reliable <laughs> I mean, but yeah there's a the surrender index on uh twitter and man <laughs> oh, that god. that shit was like it went off it said there was like it was the 100th percentile of cowardly punts of 2023 season and it's like the 99.7 percent percentile of all punts wow like fuck it like you know the surrender index is just like fuck you guys we're just gonna you know (laughs) yeah i know it's like a bot and everything but holy shit it was like oh man i I could not believe like that game just pure ass guys i mean ah uh, shout out ian for like sticking through at least half of or whatever that game how much did he watch do we know i reckon he watched all of it like honestly and did he survive it I think his eyes have probably been bleached out by now, Matty. I think
0: I think he sorry, just wants Ian. to
2: get over all that garbage he saw. So, oh, sorry man, for A.N. Awesome.
0: Like, I've watched the Jags have been mostly shit for the 20 years I've watched them. I don't know if they've ever been that bad. And I just feel bad for A.N., too. Cause I mean, it's not like the team's a horrible team. They showed a lot of like promise and fight for a while there before the cousins injury. And now it's just, ah, oh, they can't even find a quarterback. It's just,
2: Yeah, Dolphs went from the pastronaut to the astronaut pretty much. (laughs) Speaking of uh, (laughs) art,
1: if you draw... Sorry to go back to this. I have to obviously (laughs) circle back. If you drop a bad enough fart in a dome, is that the world's biggest cupcake? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Definitively yes.
2: That's a good good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, if you... if it's like a big enough fight that fills up the whole ring, yeah,
1: yeah, you got I my vote. That, I mean, I, think, um, I, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, judge, judge, <laughs> Matt he's already
2: given me the nod. Yeah, 100% I, I reckon I'll, 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 say that 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 checks out. That's pretty legit. Yeah, I think I maths think it, is there. I think if it was, though, I think though, if it was shit instead of fight though, then it, it'd probably have like a bigger, you know, sort of that uh, that that sort of solid versus gaseous state. You know what I'm saying, like. I don't know what I'm saying here, you know, but that's, you know, a, solar... that's a good
1: scientific question, and these are the kind of things that we answer on the you know fantasy football podcast. Is is like, is it does it smell worse if you do a shit or if you fart?
2: <laughs> mm.
1: And I think that's okay, completely solar. relying on diet. Yeah, look, we're going to need some questions on this. Yeah, send, a, send a, them also, in.
2: <laughs> so, so apparently, solids are usually more heavy than liquids and gases, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, they the denser as well in in general. So, I but mean, how do they waft that...
0: around an air conditioned dome? <laughs> That's what we need to know. Um <laughs> oh, where are they on the aroma uh, factor?
2: I I don't know if I have enough
0: answers for, for this. I don't know if uh, anyone's got enough answers. But um... how would you rather spend? Would you rather spend three hours just in a in a sealed room? With... Here we go. It's good. Would you rather? Yeah, yeah, with with just just a naked shit, just just a shit on the floor, aromatic, filling up that small space. Or would you rather have to watch that whole Vikings Raiders game again, ad oh. free, ad free, no interruptions?
1: Oh, I'd be slapped in the face by turds for fucking twenty four hours straight before I'd watch that thing again.
2: Yeah, John. yeah, I I I choose I choose to stay in the room with the turd. I mean, yeah. come on, man you you're talking about three nil no, in a dome, like. That is going to be the most ass performance I've seen in my entire time, like just watching this goddamn Dude. game. i got to say, this is the worst football game I've probably seen. I mean, at least that Pittsburgh-Miami 2007 game had mud. I mean, that was yeah. literal shit on the field, you could say. But these guys didn't even have shit on the field. They just had like a freaking dome and everything. There's no
0: excuses. This is the worst thing. Oh, bad. That, That's 6-6 six, six between the um, Cardinals and the Seahawks a couple of years oh. back. That that was also pretty tough.
2: Yeah, at least at least you know they scored more points than this year. At least they're able to go downfield. You know, this has get been a cracking
1: done. start, a yeah. cracking start to this podcast. And I yeah. use those. They... Words, I use the word crack um, purposely, <laughs> <laughs> liberally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was on the, crack right down the middle.
0: So so, so far, <laughs> we were, let's let's just do a quick review. We've had a kicker, a punter, yeah. and a shit sandwich. So it's yeah. uh, it's going well. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. It's oh, a great man. start! So 15 much. hot minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that has been Very one of the best starts of this segment for, for certain. I don't even know Where I was up to. So I did the rookie. Nah. I did shit sandwich. Nah, shit sandwich roll, yeah. part two. Uh, On the Aussie. Defensive. We threw in
0: Mitch. Mitch Wischnowski yeah, getting threw, his award. We threw
2: in Mitch. Yeah, Mitch needed. Mitch needs some love there. Um, look, uh, defensive. I'll I'll just give it to uh, Ivan Pace Jr. from that same game. I mean, he had 13 tackles, a sack, and I know he's a rookie too, so he could have been eligible for the rookie, but I want to give it to Kicker because I'm different. So, you know, because yeah, I'm yes. built different here. Built I just different. Like Built this. To- <laughs> <Built laughs>
0: Shaq right there. That's Shaq. It. With the curly That's head that. mullet. Fuck, I love that staring contest with <laughs> the Shaqs. I love it.
1: <laughs> Oi. Oi, mate. Make sure I can put a multi on before you get a trick from the Eskies. <laughs>
0: I can love him. Shaq's the best. You've got the best sense of humor. <laughs> Sorry, man, John. I hijacked you man. again. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, no, so no Shaq part. is the best. Shaq <laughs> is the best, man. I mean, I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying those ads too. <laughs> yeah. I like funny ads. bastards. Now on to the Fantasy Page Performer. I'm going to throw that one out there. Yeah, I'm going to give it this week to Evan Ingram, He scored 33 points. Yeah. Very good for a tight end. 33 is like a miracle for tight ends these days. And any time they can get up there when you're scoring the amount of points that Lamar Jackson is, you deserve it. So let's go, man. There you go. Eric, your boy, Matty C, Evan Ingram. My boy.
0: Yeah. In We're going to need that again this week when we play the Ravens. So uh, I hope you're not done there, Evan.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> the floodgates 100%. opened when he got that first touchdown uh, against the Bengals, and then all of a sudden they're just flooding in there.
0: Yeah, mate, 100%. Although not enough to win that damn game. I mean, far out. Although, that said, Trevor on one leg, coming right back in that game, makes me not feel like total shit because I just expected, one, we wouldn't see him, and two, when they said, yeah, he's going to go, I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. This is going to be a disaster. And it looked largely like a disaster. So I'm, I'm, just kinda, I'm hopeful that it's a bit better this week. 100%. Anyway, I'm so used to my team being asked that it, it probably doesn't matter, but. They give me hope. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, manager. We're on to the. Uh, that's the fantasy, and I love that because thirty three points at tight end. Mate, I would give my left nut to get eleven points out of tight end most weeks. So thirty three. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, we even talk about dropping Kittle most weeks. Like we have, I have to, I have to hold back Maddie from doing something so drastic as dropping my boy George Kittle. Like that is how bad tight ends are. They were forced yeah. to like. i actually have to hold Maddie Steve back. Uh, like physically from dropping a a number four tight end of the season, just to make sure that we don't give it to a
0: rival. Oh my God. But if you can't get it done against Arizona, they can have him.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He's like, he (laughs) he took 1.4 points points
1: last time. (sighs) (sighs) If he played for anyone
0: else, he wouldn't care as much. Exactly. This is the best tight end in football. (laughs) Don't you remember, Tate? You you went on this great big spiel that is guy being the best tight end in football. He's, Fucking I don't know if he's the best tight end on his team. Bring on some Ross Dwelly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love um I love how Taylor just watches Maddie try and destroy me in the group chat every single day. Dude's like, I don't want a part of this.
0: (laughs) And I'm just doing it for fun. I don't have any conviction about it. Today we're arguing about is Peyton Manning and Brock Purdy the same. (laughs) <laughs> like, it's just the dumbest argument.
2: Like, I wasn't even going that far, but, you know.
0: Yeah, one's got, a massive forehead, one's got a massive dick. Yeah. I don't know how Peyton lugs that dick around, to be honest.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, 100%. Oh, speaking of offensive. Yeah, off-
2: <laughs> yeah Offensive Pace Performer of the Week. Oh, man. This one's a tough award to give out. But, honestly... Look, I gotta go. Gotta go somewhere with this. I'm gonna go in the direction of Debo Samuel. I mean, dude just Debo. On fire. Debo. Yeah, Debo. He's just been on fire recently. He would have won last week as well had I been on the show. He would have won off the face form of the week last week too. So this is partly a make up one for Debo. Partly because he also played sensationally this week and was just absolutely cooking out there. And honestly, that brings me into the Peche performer of the week. And I have to give it to his dealer right there. Big Cock Brock, man. Brock Purdy's just been playing out of his skin. 368 yards, a career high. This out league. of his foreskin. Too teeny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, Tay. Out of his foreskin. 368 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, which was pretty unlike uh, unlucky there. But still, he was on fire as usual. Brock Purdy, I don't know where this kid has come from, but he definitely deserves to be number one in MVP talks this year. I I know a lot of people will be saying that this and doubt about Purdy, but you know I'm backing him all the way to win MVP this year. So yeah, Brock Purdy for MVP, MVP Purdy, let's go!
1: Can't wait for Matty's chat about this. No, I've
0: got nothing. He's Peyton Manning, so I've got nothing to say. He's, he's Peyton Manning. Man, I love him. Get him up here. I want to buff him. He's been uh, my start for the week quarterback so many times, I can't count. That's true. Yeah. Show me some of that like cock, rock. More out of spot. He's been amazing. Just, just show me that cock. That's, that's all I want. Taylor's waiting for the fireworks. Yeah. That's what he's waiting for. He's like, what, what, what? who are you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't even break my popcorn out yet.
0: Yeah. No, just agreeing with Manjot. I gave him a whole bunch of shit earlier, so now I just feel like giving him a cuddle. <laughs> That, that that's it, the, the anti-climax yeah, the of money not going after Manjot there We, we should be uh, celebrating that, it's, it's so pod, kumbaya I'm, the Podcast I'm the struggles Brock. when you don't go after Manjot No, it's, I'm more kumbaya, I've, I've been into Brock And we can talk about my into Brock a bit later on through the week too Because we've got the Starts of the Week recap coming up And weirdly, Brock doesn't qualify anymore He got to 61% Hey, oh,
1: so did, no. by the way, so did, so did one Cortland Sutton yeah, I'm sad about
0: that.
2: <laughs> oh, man, those are two of my favorites yeah. this year. They've been buddy for GM,
0: haven't they? <laughs> and Brandon Cooks, is uh, he's on the edge, mate. He's, he's pretty close. So it's, these, these three have been the darlings of the uh, of the segment, I think. I'm going to do the quick recap here, and then, and then we, we want to talk about the tipping, but we've got Brandon Aubrey at Dallas as the Rookie of the Week with all these millions of field goals. He's kicking him from the car park. He's kicking them from the side of the moon. Uh, he was amazing. We're going to give the Aussie one to Mitch because it really is Mitch Wyschnowski award. And um, he hasn't got it for a few weeks because Manjot hasn't been here. Uh, the shit sandwich award is a tie. We go in between that horrible burn your eyeballs out 3-0 game in the dome, but also Manjot himself getting the shit sandwich. Tiny violin plays in the background there. Sorry, sorry, Manjot. Um, and then the defensive the defensive pastry goes to Ivan Pace Jr., which is kind of cool because he's a rookie too, but 13 tackles and, and just all that involvement in that low-scoring game. Hard not to go past that. The fantasy performer does go Duval with Evan Ingram. The offensive has got to go to Debo. You can't go anywhere else. Uh, he scored 70 points in two weeks and he's not a quarterback. That, that's kind of incredible. And the pastry performer, the grand jefe of all, uh, of all players goes to Brick Purdy, which you know, I love. Did I, did, it, did we summarize that? All right. We got everyone.
2: Yeah, we got everyone. And shit sandwiches yeah. all around. Yeah, there was Steve a lot of and... there was
1: a lot of shit talk that was in between there that uh, you didn't recap. But uh, yeah, we don't need to. Yeah, it's devastating.
0: <laughs> we don't need to, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. But get your questions in. Get them in at Pastry Press NFL. <laughs> Just send them all. <laughs> send them all. That's a man shot. It's always Manning the inbox.
1: This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show.
0: That's a big old bag of foreskin, and mate, I'm glad that you're doing it because you've likely got far more foreskin to go around than me. Yeah, I don't know if saying connective tissue after talking about foreskins the greatest way <laughs> to take away that. Ozzy? Can I start C.J. Bethard in a two-quarterback league, Isaac?
1: <laughs> I don't think you can start C.J. Bethard in any league. NFL? I'm Forget taking Tommy it. DeVito because I don't want to deal <laughs> with his father.
0: Hey, it's a me, Tommy DeVito.
1: Forget <laughs> about it.
0: Fantasy.
1: what he picked out, he must think the torches
0: are going to be fucking wide receiver one in three years. That's it, maybe he's just playing the long game, mate. Maybe it's like test cricket and yeah. we are all playing 2020, so.
1: This? This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. So, Maddie, I'm going to bring up a new term. I'm going to call this the reverse foreskin. I think they're going to maybe even shut out the Bears. Fuck off, Isaac. Whatever, mate.
0: Fellas, this is a bit of a sad moment because the tipping between the Get Agrid On guys and the Aussie NFL Fantasy guys has taken a bit of a turn for the worst. Uh, and I think everyone could agree that that's the case, I think. Um, Manjo, we haven't spent as much time on it because. Um, well, you know, the Aussie NFL fantasy guys were just kind of coasting along. Um, so we didn't feel like there was a heap to report there because, you know, whatever. The fantasy guys were just dominating. There's There's been some changes in the tipping in the last couple of weeks. Do you want to give us a quick update on it? I know you've been all over it. Yeah, I'm playing with that. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's getting very tight up there at the top. It's going to be very important to recap it here, boys. So let's get it going. It it was real, real tough this week across the board. Tough to tip half of these games. And honestly, I think a lot of us did our best. Taylor, as usual, winning 90 points, nine correct tips. I only got six wrong, which was pretty good for this week. Only six wrong for the week is a really good result for a week like this where nothing else happens where everyone just loses here. So, yeah, good job, Taylor, there. And then coming in right behind him is me and Ian. There we go, 80 points each, just absolutely going off right there. Marky Mark at 70 points. Brad at 60. And Matty C, who didn't even tip two games this week, scored 50. I mean, those two games, we were unanimous on and we all lost anyway. So we couldn't make Maddie pay for his blunders of not tipping. But Maddie C, you know, back there, he, he's got to really catch up there, Maddie. Got a real long way to catch up because now Ian's overtaken you. It's getting very,
0: very interesting now in the later stages of the season. It is, you know. But, you know, so Ian's only one point ahead of me and – the, the gap, too, then, there's, there's two points between Marky and yourself. So that's the three-point gap because uh, the total score is like 3,860 plays 3,830. Got that right? So it's, it's still pretty close. But what I'm doing here is on games where, uh, you know, unanimously we're all going to lose, uh, I don't tip and lose. I just don't put the tip in and my percentage gets better. So that's what I'm doing. I haven't – not only have I not got as many <laughs> – Right as in have also got less wrong. So take that.
2: Oh my god, that is just some that is some interesting gameplay right there. Total bullshit. That's not so, man, it is, manjot.
0: <laughs> We're only down by two. So
2: yeah, you're only down by two. So it is three thousand eight hundred and sixty to three thousand eight hundred and forty. So there
0: you okay, only, cool. Yeah,
2: because there's, yeah, yeah. there's only there's only two picks between Mark and Manjot, not three. And Taylor overtook Brad. Because, yeah. um, yeah, I'm ahead of Mark by two now. Wow, he uh, is ahead of Maddie by one, and Taylor's ahead of Brad by one. So, essentially, those last two cats that the point of difference currently is kind of me and Mark in the middle right there. So, whoa, yeah, yeah, the M's in the middle right there, 100%. So, I love how Taylor's name is moist for some points, too. So, there's also an M <laughs> at the top.
0: There he is, he's moist. <laughs>
2: Time. Yeah, so the leaderboard, just for you guys playing at home, just to be real quick with the points. Taylor's got 1,350, which is a win loss of 135 and 73 on the season. Brad's got 1,340, 134, and 72 on the season. I'm on 1,300, 130, and 78 on the season. Mark got 1,280, 128, and 78 on the season. Ian, 122 at 86, 100, uh, a thousand, on the season, uh, sorry, 1,220 on the season. Oh, there you man. go. And then Maddie, you got, uh, 1210, 121 84. So, you know, not too bad there, guys. I think we've done pretty well as a group. I just think, you know, Maddie, see, you just suck at this game, man. Oh, I suck. <laughs> so,
0: shout <laughs> out. This is where it's up to, too. Like So in terms of percentages of, of successful tipping in this league, last place here, over here, this guy, old freckly gingerbeard, is still in the <laughs> 82nd percentile, which, you know, it, it just shows you in terms of, like, analysis and, and, you know, knowledge of the game, Aussies do it just as well as anybody else. In fact, when the last place player is in the 82nd percentile, the first place guys are way up there, but Taylor's in the 99th percentile. Brad's in the 98th, so it's like the the quality of the information you get is from guys who love the sport. So you know, even even the the idiot chump here is is scoring pretty high, but it just shows you uh, the quality of the the cast that we've got assembled here and the the love of the game.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been a great season. I'm really excited for the rest of the season, the playoffs tipping as well. It's going to be very fun. Excited to see what Taylor has for. The Astro League tipping as well. Make sure you tip us to win the championship, Taylor, because I think we will. Hopefully, if you if you just help us out there, uh, Taylor, make sure you get all the tips correct for us. Um,
1: hey, my, then, you know, tipping can't be bought, man, Jot. It's a it's a it's a it's a very precise process. And uh, look, you just got to hope at the end of the day that uh, whatever process I have spits out you guys winning. So uh, if if you just buy. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be great analysis, which is always is, always is, as we know.
2: Yeah,
0: I and mean, the, the road's not easy. we have got to get through a, a, a former champion in in Jolio in this first week, and then the next week we only get seven time grand finalist <laughs> Brendan, who uh, <laughs> is just yeah, he's fuck. He's he's got this record of he's never been to the playoffs without making it to the final. Every time he's made the playoffs, he's made the grand final. It's mad. Uh, his record in the final isn't necessarily crush hot though. So <laughs> uh, this is fantasy. This is exactly, exactly why you uh, you play play the games because you never know what's going to happen. Two time champion Taylor signing out of tipping in the top spot. Also two time champion Maddie C down the bottom. So it's kind of nice that there's this sandwich of guys <laughs> who. Um, We're all uh, all sandwiched between Marky Marks a champion and we're going to try and make Manjot a champion and then we're going to try and find ways to wiggle Brad and and Ian into this league. But uh, as Manjot's discovered, you have to essentially wait for somebody to die to get a chance to get into this league Um, because Manjot's been on the fringe of the league for a full year and then a player by association, just because we decided we co-owned for two years, so he's been on the fringe for three years, waiting for a chance, and he's finally going to get to own his own franchise in that league next year. So it just shows you, even in a sixteen-team comp, how um how tough it is to get in. It's pretty engaged, hundred yep. percent. It's,
2: it's going to be interesting, Maddie. I know there's a spot up the grabs next season. Be interesting to see if we could win this season. I get my own team next season. It'd be interesting. We have that Brady versus Belichick sort of dynamic. That would awesome. be very, very interesting. Who made the team better this year? We'll have that sort of debate. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, yeah, because we all know it's you. So uh, I don't mind just yelling from the rooftop to a rolled-up newspaper. It's me and just being wrong. I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to we be all fair, know you're you
2: To be fair, you have been, like, helping out a ton with like, the rosters and everything. Oh, I like doing all the play- Yeah, you've been doing all the player pickups and everything. I'll be honest to was- it's more Maddie than me. But he always likes to give me the credit, even though I've been like effort, out mate. for like three weeks.
0: but we lose together last year, we win together this year. Like it's um, yeah, it's that's <laughs> it's-, it. it's teamwork, brother. It's- we share yeah, the spoils. We share the draft
2: uh... was- yeah. The drafts was mostly me. I think the end and yeah? stuff was mostly you. To be fair, because I was very big on the Niners stuff, but you know, this year's been interesting
1: yeah you guys are way too nice to each other nice. this is bullshit yeah yeah, it's, it's
0: yeah
2: it's, he just misses me he hasn't see, we usually used to see each other like twice a week plus. yeah so and it's like him yeah I, he, he's not even gonna
0: see me this saturday most likely unfortunately Maybe not. So, I'm just drinking this in because, I mean, I haven't actually laid eyes on the guy in a couple of weeks. And before that was a league-wide bye. So, I'd only seen him on the midweek. And before that, I think we did commentate. And the week before that, I was away. So, I've I've seen the guy literally twice in six weeks or something like that. So, you know, I just just miss him, man. Don't really miss him.
1: (laughs) This is the Aussie NFL
0: Fantasy Show. I actually played you in
2: football a couple of years after school yeah. and Big Tay got a big wind-up running off the back fence and the
0: small hooker come in and just one-on-one stripped him oh. from the 10-minute line. <laughs> one for the little Two guys. guys. Come, come on. One for the little ones, that one. Guys, before we wrap this one up, I've got a whole bunch of questions and I've got, I've, I've got them coming in all week. Um, playoffs is one of these... Stages of the year where, and we said this before, you've either probably got a team that really deserves to be there, and you probably feel really good about your lineup, or you're in the position where you really need to shoot for the sky and you need to determine who's the better start because it could actually decide your outcome. So I've got a couple here before we disappear for today on the Friday show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do two of them now, and I'm gonna throw the first one to Manjot first, and the second one to Taylor. Don't have to give a heap of analysis around it, but maybe just at what would decide between one and the other for you each. First one, Manjot, I'm going to give to you is Rashi Rice at New England or Nico Collins at Tennessee. Who would you start in that In that oh, situation? I think this
2: is easy. I think this is easy. I think I'd start Nico Collins because yeah? they're playing to get Guinness World Record of our secondary. I, I think with how CJ Stroud has been playing off, recently. I just think this is perfect for Nico Collins to have a boom game. So I'm totally taking Nico Collins straight off. Even wow. though she rice has been doing all right this season, I don't think I believe in him as much as Nico Collins. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Hey Tay, you uh you got a quick fire answer on that one too? Yeah, I'll take Rice because Nico Collins
1: is a calf injury and he probably won't play. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: okay. All right. I did not
2: did not realize <laughs> that. See, I mean so out of the loop. But yeah, if he if he's playing though I, I I, I kind of would be cautious on Nico now. I hear that. So, yeah, potentially.
1: I'd also keep an eye on Stroud because he's in the concussion protocol. So, if you're obviously, if, he's, if, if Collins isn't playing, then you're not playing him. But also, if Stroud's out, I wouldn't be playing him either. So, there's kind of like two hurdles you've got to sort of get through there. Carbs are really like the one thing I'm actually dealing with on myself at the moment from playing mm. basketball a couple of weeks ago, they just take forever. They just don't heal quickly. And it worries me when anyone gets a calf injury um, and I just would be worried yeah. about it bringing him back and worrying about re-injury. So I guess for that side of it, I would take Rice. If you're just looking at from the analysis side of it and assuming health, um, I agree. I would definitely be taking Collins because against a very, very questionable secondary at best uh, and the fact that having Stroud and you know having that connection and Nico being the complete one there, I would take him for sure. Uh, but if I was sitting there with that decision and I needed to make it right now without the knowledge of them playing and the health, I would take Rice.
0: Okay, so if it's a decision today and we thought that they were both healthy, it's probably Nico, but knowing what we know and feeling a little iffy, if you're iffy, go Rice, yeah? Yeah, perhaps. Pretty much unity ticket on that. All right, Tate, I'm gonna stick with you on this one then because I'm moving and running back and I've got Chuba Hubbard versus Atlanta or Jerome Ford versus Chicago.
1: Oh, that's a hard one because I don't like either of their matchups. Like I was I was taking a look at it because I've been all over this Bears thing for a couple of weeks now. Like their defense is so different. Like please, if you're doing analysis on matchups in the playoffs in fantasy, please do not base the Bears off their entire season because it's completely wrong. They are a completely different defense in the last few weeks than they were in the first half of the year. And and they they really are, are, are toughening up everywhere. The only thing I will say is on the ground, they still were beaten on the ground last week. Like they, I was actually surprised when I looked at the stats because I was uh, thinking that the Bears sort of shut down Montgomery and Gibbs. But if you actually look at the yards per carry, it actually was around, I think it was five point eight for the team. So they didn't completely shut that down. It looks like they're actually shutting down the receivers a bit more than they are the running game. So I'm not too worried about it. I think I'm going to go Tuba though. And and look, this is even though Atlanta isn't a very good matchup for for running backs, Tuba's just getting everything now. Like it doesn't look to me like the the, the new coaching staffs come in and I think they've just looked at Tuber and think he's a better player. And, and that's that's oh, where it is. Like, like Sanders got to feel like goal line touches and things, but Tuba's getting just the absolute lion's share of that running back um, situation. And and obviously with Bryce Young struggling, I think they're just running the ball more and more. So I would lean Tuba because there's always with Ford, you know, the thought that uh, Kareem Hunt's going to get involved and things like that. And like I said, I'm just taking a shot on this Bears defense just continuously getting better. Uh, so, I'm going to go off Chuba because I honestly think he's just a guaranteed 15 to 20 touches at the moment.
0: Wow. And, I mean, it's not like Atlanta have been a great defense to line anyone up against. They've actually really been fantasy restrictive. But, uh, yeah. Major, what are you doing here? Because in Division 2, players kind of tend to know the, div- the defense they're up against a little bit better. And uh, so, you got Chuba in a divisional matchup or Jerome Ford, who we're seeing getting the volume against. Uh, you know, the defense has been questionable on the run.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to slightly lean Tuba's way as well. I just think, I just think Tuba, I- I'm not sure about Ford entirely still. I-, I don't know. Like I still have those question marks about him and Kareem Hunt. Maybe I've been away for so long that the narrative has changed in the time that I have not been here. But, you know, now that I'm back, I still don't. I still don't trust your own Ford 100. I think Tuba is clearly the number one. there at Carolina, so I think I I I take Tuba just for that reason. So yeah, Ford, just just could take Tuba. Ford
1: because also exited the game over. I think it was a wrist injury. He did come back, but then um, he is questionable this week. So there is also the chance that you won't even have to make that decision. But uh, it, like, it's that time of year, isn't it? it Assuming health, uh, I would still go. I would go Tuba, but slightly. Like, there is also the chance that Ford is just out there and the and the one for Cleveland, and they are a better offense than the Panthers. So, I can see the other side of it, but uh, I'll lean Tuba.
0: Yeah, okay. And so, we've got two Tubers, and uh, that's over Ford, and then two Rashi Rice if Collins is iffy, but um, in a in a vacuum, you just take Collins. And we both... We, well, we all sort of agree with all of those. So we'll have more of these as the week wears on. And I've got a bunch that have been mailed in. These are just two that um, were kind of compelling in terms of just that they're in, in a vacuum. They're both kind of interesting starts. But that's going to wrap it up for this Friday show. We're back tomorrow with, uh, with the doctor, but also we'll get into the mailbag. And then on the Sunday show, we've got our start of the week. Um, it's going to be a horrible recap, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking forward to hearing Taylor's recap, to be fair.
1: Oh, a foreskin.
0: Yeah, yeah. I well, what's the tease mate? There's um I'm not telling anyone why. <laughs> <laughs> a professional foreskin. But for the <laughs> Like a professional foreskin. (laughs) Jesus Christ, for those (laughs) playing at home. Wow. Um, But catch us, of course, we'll be back tomorrow. You can catch Manjot on Pastry Press NFL. You can get Taylor everywhere, but, of course, at Aussie NFL Fantasy. And uh, you can feel free to drop your questions there. We're going to be answering start, sick questions, this or that questions all week. So join us tomorrow, fellas. Hooroo. Hoo, bloody roo.
1: This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Uh,
0: I don't want to foreskin who
1: this uh, guest might be, but he sounds a lot like Darren Lockyer this week. <laughs> he sounds like Patty or Selma, and I can't
0: tell which one. <laughs> you, know, you actually sound like the really tall golden girl. That's why I come here. <laughs> You've got to keep your ego in check.
2: Aussie?
1: If you put my head on Krusty the Clown when he bet against the Harlem Globetrotters and Simpsons, that was fun. <laughs> <one. laughs> is this a part where I would swear on Manjot's behalf? NFL?
0: I'm going yeah. to the moose. The moof is moof. I'm gonna, yes, I'm gonna punch you in the moof.
1: Fantasy. It was like plucking your asshole hairs one by one.
0: Sorry, and and just to recap, that was like plucking your asshole hairs out one at a one, time, one by one.
1: This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show.
0: We'll get all the way to an important game and then just choke like a motherfucker. That's what we're gonna oh, do. Come on, Maddie, no.